0: Welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms, a space to hear stories from real moms to celebrate the beauty of motherhood and to normalize its challenges. Tune in while you fold laundry, commute to work or school, or get cozy after a long day in the trenches. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now, here are your Wicked
1: Good Momcast hosts, Megan and Shannon. It's summertime in Boston, that means the kids are out of school, New England is sunny and warm for a few months, and you get to visit some of our beautiful local beaches with your family. Real talk, did the thought of putting on a bathing suit at the beach just make you tense up? Well, today we're talking to Boston Moms writer and certified group and personal trainer Darcelle Hunt Feingold about how to love our mom bods even during swimsuit season. Our hope is that by the end of this episode, you'll feel inspired to embrace making memories with your family over stressing about how you look in a swimsuit.
0: Hi, Boston Moms. Our guest today is a wife, mother, and lifelong Bostonian. Her life passions are education and fitness. She is a proponent of public education and works as a high school teacher in the Boston Public Schools. Her own personal health journey inspired her to earn a personal training and group fitness certification, as well as create her brand, Living the Quo Breaking Life. She encourages women to step out of their comfort zone to create life by their design via mindset and fitness. She loves to run, hike, cook brunch, and discover new places in the New England area with her daughter, husband, and Pomeranian Brady. Darcelle, welcome to the show. Can you tell us how you initially got involved with Boston Moms?
2: Thank you so much for having me. Um, So Boston Moms, I honestly came across it pretty randomly. So it was during (laughs) COVID and I think everyone may have been on their phone a little bit more than usual. It was right down the end of the shutdown. I remember um, March 17th was the last day we were actually physically in school Mm -hmm. that year. And, you know, after living a very, busy life between mom being a teacher and then being home all day, every day, it was quite a change. So I was, you know, on my cell phone a lot and I couldn't tell you what Instagram or Facebook rabbit hole I went down, but it led me one day to finding Boston Moms and I thought it was a pretty cool site. And so I was looking around and I was trying to figure out, well, you know, how do how do you get to 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 write for this? I didn't wasn't sure if it was just like you submit an article and maybe you'll get chosen. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it was an application process, I actually waited around until I saw a post that there were there was room on the team for more writers, and I just kind of you know was shot in the dock. Let me just you know try this and see what happens. Um, I've always kind of like shied away from writing because I always said I'm not sure if I'm a a great writer you know because I was one of those kids growing up that I really didn't want to read books I felt like I read way too much in school to then read outside (laughs) of school (laughs) that was just like me so I was like I don't know I wasted a lot of time where I could have like perfected that skill a little bit more but um I I was chosen and you know the rest is history I've been writing since I think Maybe
1: December twenty twenty. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and you know when you're when you're sort of explaining how this all came to be, it always makes me so happy to hear how people found Boston Moms. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we've been pretty purposeful about is trying to find writers who sort of exemplify all different types of moms and, and moms who I always ask like, what would you say your niche is? Like, what would what is the thing that you feel like you could be most confident writing about? So Darcelle, we love having you on the team, and we so appreciate everything that you contribute, but the body positivity articles that you've written specifically for moms, I think are so important. Um, and I'd love it if you'd read a little bit from your article called quote, loving my mom bod. Right.
2: Personally, it took me a whole year to even feel remotely like myself again, in terms of my stamina and endurance, I was still not where I was before pregnancy, but I felt like I finally had ownership of my body again. Like many new moms, I struggled with the body I saw in the mirror. My body had physically changed in ways that will probably last forever, and I had to keep reminding myself that this body birthed a healthy, beautiful baby girl. Dieting after pregnancy never seemed right to me. Why would I restrict or punish myself as a consequence of being pregnant? Hmm. This is when my idea of fit began to transform. No longer would it be defined by drugstore magazine covers. I wanted to be the mom who could pick up her fast-growing little human, chase her down as she runs through the aisles of Target, or push her up hills in her stroller during neighborhood walks. How would six-pack abs or a particular number on the scale guarantee I would be ready for those moments?
0: Um, and you're right, motherhood is transformative in so many ways. And what I appreciate about this article that you not only point out that our bodies are not the same after pregnancy, but that it's okay for our bodies to transform into this role of motherhood with the rest of us. So our bodies have a different purpose now. Can you expand on your journey, not just physically after pregnancy, but mentally as well?
2: So for me, it was a very hard transition. I actually was diagnosed with postpartum depression mm-hmm. and I didn't know I had it at first I I've never would say before then I really struggled with it with depression at all um, but I just remember days where I felt extremely sad mm-hmm. and crying and I didn't understand why and I would be holding my daughter at home and my husband was at work and I would be home crying by myself
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I just never found a like the happiness I was expecting, it was there, but it just, there was just this cloud of sadness that was over me as well. Yeah. Um, And it took me, you know, honest, being honest with my husband, because a lot of it happened when he wasn't around and I was home alone and letting him know what was going on when he was at work. And then being honest with my doctor and um eventually going to see a therapist for a couple of months that really helped me get out of that cloud. And then also I had friends at that time who were new moms and really, you know, speaking to them and seeing that, you know, they were struggling as well. And I wasn't on this Island by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So that part, you know, I, I, wasn't expecting it. And when it was, you know, I would mark it as probably one of the hardest moments in my life, but it took me really getting my support system on my side and not hiding what was happening. That was like the first step in me sort of moving into owning my, my motherhood and who I was and, and what I became, you know, one day after, you know, um, things changed after that hospital visit, you know, nothing <laughs> is ever going to be the same again. And so um, it, was, it was definitely quite the, the transition, but it was nice being able to find those positive outlets and sources and people in my life. Because it's a tribe, you can't do this on your own.
1: One hundred percent, and I feel like there there still is a lot of societal pressure to be who we were before we had kids, both physically and mentally. But thankfully, we're starting to see a movement towards normalizing all body types and a changing body type. We've all seen media praising celebrities who had all their baby weight off six week after six weeks after childbirth, and there's still a lot of um, noise out there about you know taking the baby weight off. But we're seeing more people that say, no, that's actually not the norm. And that's not even healthy, and being more vocal about that. So, Darcel, I'm wondering how do we start to combat body shaming within ourselves so that we can be more confident in the bodies that we have?
2: I think a huge part of it is the media that you consume. I mean, just like you were mentioning the celebrities, I just saw something briefly the other day, and I think it was about. JLo and another celebrity, how they ate like a very high protein, low carb, like certain vegetable diet. And I just glanced at it quickly and I was like hungry after eating it. Like, you <laughs> know, it's just like, who eats like that and wh- and why eat like that? Mm-hmm. You know, there was like no enjoyment at all in that, you know, to sort of like force yourself to eat that way just because you want to lose, you know, or you feel like you have to lose. X amount of pounds after you've given birth. Right. Um, it's all about the media you consume. You cannot get caught up in what celebrities or whatever magazine is saying is supposed to happen. Because at the end of the day, what really, what is the normal? Like, no, nothing's normal. Nothing's mm-hmm. ever normal. And I think you know, the last years showed us that normal can be flipped upside down, completely yeah, right. just like that. You know, so there, there is no such thing as normal. So. Um, being careful about what you're looking at on social media. Cause it's, is everyone's highlight reel? Um, for the most part, mm-hmm. I think also it's about finding something else to focus on. So when you're thinking about, okay, why is it that you feel like you have to lose all this weight, what is it really? Then it's like, oh, maybe you're not feeling as confident anymore. Mm-hmm. Then, then okay, if it's, if it's about confidence, then let, let's work on that. Like, how can we make you feel like the more confident version of yourself? Like, what are other things that we could do? It's all about like linking it back to like the emotions and feelings that you're tying to the weight. Because it really isn't about the weight. It's about something else mm-hmm. that's going on and really doing a, a deep dive to figuring out what that is and noticing that honestly losing the weight Is not going to make you feel more confident. It's it's about doing the other work to get you there. Absolutely. I agree
0: 100%. And I have found that I do need to heavily filter the content I allow myself to take in. So I used to read all the celebrity magazines. I wanted to know the gossip, Mm -hmm. but I realized that they were not positively serving me in this season of my life. If I'm comparing myself to these bodies who have, let's face it, way more resources than I will ever have. Um, and also my husband is in the film and commercial industry. And so he's been able to also like take that filter off and tell me, no, like this is not real life. And what it's really like. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So now I'm following social media accounts that promote body body positivity and acceptance and encourage moms to put on the suit and make memories with our kids. And Jessica Turner is someone who every summer she's encouraging moms to get in the pool with their family instead of sitting on the sidelines and not only encouraging us, but then she will link like cute, flattering bathing suits that are mom appropriate. And my favorite thing, any influencer mom influencer can do for us is like when they tell you that it fits well around your bottom, and they're like, this is <laughs> not going to ride up. You can lean over and pick up your kids toys and you're okay. Like <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, so, I know that I am being positively influenced by taking in this type of content because I can say that for the first time since my 20s, I wore a two piece swimsuit to the beach with my kids last week. And I can tell you that post pandemic, I'm the heaviest, I'm at my heaviest weight like ever in my life. And I do feel insecure a lot of the time, but What happened at the beach with my kids gave me more confidence than I can even explain to you. I was sitting there watching them play for probably an hour and I decided I have to join them. So I took off my cover up and honestly, this is so, again, the mental piece of it. I Mm -hmm. expected my kids' reaction to match the voices in my head. So when I took it off, I was expecting to hear like, oh, gross or, you know, mommy. Like, I don't know, but I only expected negative comments and instead they shrieked with delight. They both started jumping up and down. My daughter said, you know, buddy, mommy's getting in the water. Let's go play.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it gave me so much joy. Um, and I did, I mean, it's not like she waved a magic wand and all my insecurities went in away. <laughs> I still wondered if there were judgmental eyes on me. But all that mattered to me in that moment was the joy I was creating with my kids and that they were just so happy to have their mom in the water playing with them, they honestly could not have cared less what I was wearing mm-hmm. or how I look. Um, so Darcell, I'm wondering, do you have kind of a breakthrough moment that you've had in regard to loving your mom bod?
2: So I think for me, it's about really, you know, bringing my daughter into seeing what it means to be, healthy. Um yes. and and then part of that is, you know, when I first so before having a baby, I mean I used to teach group fitness class like several in the week. Um and I had like endless amount of energy. And you know, I I was like running tons of miles each week. And then, you know, a lot of that changed, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and trying to find the motivation to even do any of that was hard and that was you know a transformation for me as well a big transition because it came so naturally to me before and then afterwards you know I you know you're you're tired you you may have been up all night or you know it's just things change and part of it for me was you know I wanted her to also see me in a light as being you know this is like it's important for us to to move right Mm -hmm. and so I started out with, you know, I'm not going to, you know, make the excuse for myself that I, I can't do it because, you know, my my husband is working or something like that. And I don't want to say it's an excuse. Everyone, all of us sure. have, like, different, you know, lives yeah. and what's going on. But for me, it was like, you know what, if I don't get started doing something, I'm just not going to do it anymore because I felt too good to just, like, just chill. <laughs> like, in <and some laughs> I do that, but I wanted to be a little bit more active. And from a very young age, I would, you know, sit her in her her rock or something and she would just watch me. And to the point now where um I have like little one pound weights mm-hmm. that she picks up and she's oh. just like, she thinks she's doing something. And, and, and you that. see her, it's like very cute, <laughs> you know, and then that's why they're one pound to make sure like there's no harm that happens to her. But she's just like. Jumping all over the place with them like things you would never do with one pound weights, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know and and when she looks at me, she's like, Mom, you know you're so strong, I want to be strong like you, and I am definitely not the strongest person, but to her, yeah. because she's seen me since like she was very young, like just always trying to like make it important to go for walks, you know stretch yoga, lift you know lift weights in the basement, like she's mm-hmm. seen me do that, and she now sees it as like an identity that she wants. Like to her, like I'm I'm the fastest. I'm I'm the strongest. You know, like I'm you know the fittest. Like my husband is prospering. You ask her, like, oh, who who's stronger? And she's always like, Mom, mom's so <laughs> you know, Because like, she, she's she's seen me and you know, I try to make her, you know, see it and be a part of it. I remember um doing my first my very one of my first five K's after um having her and Man, like I purposely, I had her in a stroller. I purposely went to the back of the pack because I knew I was going to be slow. I was going to be walking. I didn't know if I was going to be able to push her the whole way. Um, and it was like a course I wasn't used to. I went to like a random town and I was like, oh my God, is it going to be hilly? I don't know what I signed <laughs> up for. And it was funny. It was it was hard, but I one point looked over in the stroller and she was like laughing. Like she thought she was like having like the, the best time. And I thought I was going slow but for her it was like a ride I was like okay you know we're 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 in this together I love
1: that
2: you know and it's just us just being um a family and and a team and her just seeing that you know regardless mom is always going to try and I you know so that's what I think about is that I have little eyes on me now and that's my my motivation to continue
1: Yeah. You know what's so funny? So I'm going to take this off script a little bit because as you were talking, I was thinking about sort of growing up. And I think um, largely for moms who are listening in their 30s and 40s, um, a lot of the female influence before us and the generations before us, there was a really, you know, those were the fad diets, the no fat, the no salt, the, you know, like super, super fad diets of the 80s and 90s um, that we were being fed to by our moms or by the TV that our moms are consuming or the female influences in our life. And it's definitely, I mean, that's where I, we could talk all all day long about like my my own body image and where that's all sort of come from. I can pinpoint it. Um, and what's funny is, so I have two boys that are nine and six, and then I have a daughter who's three. And I honestly didn't um, start to think positively about my body for my whole life until my daughter was born. And because I sort of reframed it where you're talking about these little eyes on you. For me, I don't think my mom did anything wrong. You know, she was doing what what all of society was doing then. Um, But I really wanted my daughter to not grow up with that same pressure that I felt from honestly, I can remember being like in first grade and feeling like I was like fluffier than the other kids. And uh, thinking that that was a bad thing. Um, so I think especially with girls, that's like a, there's a societal pressure there that we have an opportunity to change. So if your daughter is seeing you work out for your health and for honestly, exercise is great for your mental health too. And she's saying mommy is strong. She's doing this not because she doesn't love her body, but because she does love her body. Um, Shannon, for you to put on the bathing suits so that your daughter can feel more comfortable doing that too. When she inevitably comes up, into you know when she you know becomes a woman or whatever and things are it's more stressful for her i think similarly like i started caring about how i dress my current body and speaking positively about my body just in the last like 18 months because i realized okay um the pandemic has not been super kind to me this has not been a priority of mine and i'm realizing i'm have a lot of negative self talk that i've had my whole life but i started saying it out loud and i have these little ears that are listening and it really really matters um The other, so a couple weeks ago, I was at a pool wearing a bathing suit, because this is something that's relatively new for me in recent years, and I actually took a photo of what I would call my mom pouch and the stretch marks that are along, like, my bikini line because I thought they looked pretty. (laughs) It's They were, like, sort of shiny, like, you know, like the sun was, like, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, wow, this feels like like a little bit like artistic but i was like look at what my body did like this body this belly like made my babies these stretch marks i have stretched with with my body as it's grown and shrunk and grown and shrunk and shape-shifted a million different times um and i felt like very proud of it proud enough to take a photo of it which if you had ever told me even 10 years ago that I would do that, um, I would have told you that you were nuts. So (laughs) I feel like we're all on this ride of like um, a little bit in self-discovery, but when we sort of paint it as we have little people who are watching us and we get to have an impact on how they're going to grow up and see their bodies. I think that's um, just sort of a way for us to lean into. If you have not yet figured out how to love your mom body, if you think about how you would want your child to love their ever-changing body, I think that can be really helpful. So um, a little off script. Shannon loves when I do this uh, so. <laughs> another article you wrote for Boston moms is called how we can feel healthy beyond diet and exercise, which I love. In this piece, you give factors of wellness that are worth our focus that are beyond diet and exercise. Can you share some of these tangible things we can do for our being? Well-be- our well being.
2: Absolutely. You know, and I mean, I think there's like such a, like a strong focus that, you know, you have to exercise to, weight or Mm -hmm. you know, to get a bigger butt. Like like all these different things, right? They're always trying to 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 market it. Or, you know, you need to eat salads or, you know, for at lunch every day. Like just all this stuff that just comes out that I feel kind of overshadows the actual benefits of wellness. Like wellness is not a particular shape. It's not a particular weight. Um it's not a particular style of eating. Like wellness is feeling at home Mm. body, mind, soul, spirit, like in your body, you know, like it, that's what it really is. and You want to feel comfortable there. Um, and so, you know, there's other things that make you feel that way that have nothing to do with whether or not you got up this morning and ran three miles or Mm -hmm. made sure you ate a certain calorie intake. And so, you know, one thing is, like obviously, like as it gets warmer, especially more important, you know, water take intake is huge, and and that's even something that you know, I go up and down with because as a teacher, it's like I don't know when I'm gonna get to go today, <laughs> so like I try yeah. to tell myself to drink water, but third period, you know, you're kind of in a crunch when you're like <laughs> in front of people, and you can't just go at will, but you know that's something to think about because they're like the just feeling like hydrated, like. It, I know that when I like, I'm not sure about you guys. I get like terrible headaches if I am like super below like the amount of water I should have, and that totally changes like the person I am that day. You know, mm-hmm, yes. so it it has other impacts. Um, the mindset piece for me is huge, like being able to have quiet moments to yourself,
1: mm-hmm.
2: whether you can meditate or not, journaling, or just sitting somewhere quiet and staring outside you know and just having those like few seconds to yourself can have such a huge impact on your day and how you show up um Mm -hmm. I know personally me I like to get up early in the morning before everyone wakes up and I'll just go on like a like really short walk around the block but it's more like a meditative walk because it just like I'm out in fresh air it kind of like just clears my mind and I kind of just think about the things that I need to do today like you know what's going on. And it just kind of just sheds, you know, new skin for that day. Um, I think that's, that's important. Sleep is huge, you know, and and it's hard to say that when you have kids. I know I have a three-year-old too. And some nights she's like right to bed and other nights she wants to like party all night and not (laughs) go to bed. So it's hard (laughs) to always get the sleep you want. But I like the nights when I'm able to get a decent amount of sleep, I'm like a brand new person yeah. I have been like born again <laughs> so I don't want to do this every night and then that's the night my daughter like wants to go crazy and it's like oh because <laughs> I'm you but you know <laughs> we love them still but it's it's hard but it's finding other ways to measure your your health like are you sleeping well are you making sure that you know you're finding moments to move around a little bit more in your day and not necessarily like exercise but you know um getting in a few extra steps or, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're rounding around the house doing um chores. Like there's other ways to, to get to get movement in. and playing outside with the kids, like all those different ways. Um, those are also just as important. And I feel oftentimes you don't get the you know, the amount of time in the sun as all these other things because, you know, it's it's not as, you know, flashy you,
1: don't, yeah. you can't
2: you know mm-hmm. put it on instagram with a nice filter like hey you know i got eight hours last night like, no one cares, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but, like those are the things that actually matter and are important that actually do make you feel better throughout your day and you know it's about wellness all all the pieces put in together so that you're feeling like truly at home in your body
0: oh i love that so much I wrote down wellness is feeling at home I'm gonna take that with me um talk to us about your brand living the quo breaking life for any listeners who would like to connect with you after listening to this episode
2: yeah so I so when I made that I was kind of like playing off the idea of like the status quo. we Mm -hmm. talked a lot about it like the ideals that the media society has like shaped around women in particular and really just busting through that and calling it the garbage that it is.
1: Ah, yes. <laughs> you
2: know, it, it, none of that is the status quo. And if that is like, we, we reject it. Like we don't want any of that. Yeah. You know, it's about finding your, your own way and what feels comfortable for you. So what would make you feel your most confident self will be different from the next woman, and that is perfectly fine, and that's acceptable because we're all our unique individuals, mm-hmm. and no one says that you need to eat a fifteen calorie, fifteen hundred calorie diet. In fact, that's like way too low for like most people. You know, it's mm-hmm. you don't have to fit into anybody's box. It's about truly living authentic to yourself and what feels good for you. You can feel just as energetic and healthy by you know walking 15 minutes versus someone who did a half hour hit program like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it's about what feels right and good for you that fits into your life you don't want to do anything that feels like a chore mm-hmm.
1: that feels like
2: you're you're being pressured to do it you want to feel like you actually are getting to be yourself getting to to actually do the things that serve you and make you feel your best, so it's kind of getting away from all of the noise and embracing what actually truly works for you. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a hard, and it's hard to figure it out because it's hard to you know do the the, the you know the science project to figure mm-hmm. out like you know like put away what makes sense, what doesn't. Like I don't really like that. If you don't like that, don't ever do it again. Like mm-hmm. no one says you have to, right? Yeah.
0: Because if you don't like it, you're not going to be consistent.
2: 100%. Right. And But you have to f- have that confidence to say, like, that's okay. I've decided I've rejected that and I'm never going to do it again. And be confident in that statement, knowing that it's based on of your own research and not what that magazine article said that mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. Yeah. And so I'm more actively on Instagram and it really, it, you know, I just like talking to um, women out there are struggling to really find that confidence to make those choices for themselves. And, you know, I just like brainstorming and, and, you know, learning more about people and figure out ways that they can live more authentically themselves while also um, feeling their healthiest. So that's what I love to talk about. I know not everyone's into that. Some people, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, run away from those topics, but that's kind of where I've always found interest in my life. So if anyone needs to chat about that, I am I'm, I'm available on Instagram, whenever
1: you like. I love that. And I feel like just coming from me where I've had the pleasure of reading your content and sort of getting to know you as a human. I think the idea that wellness can be personalized is so huge and nobody's I mean, people are not talking about that, but also that you come from a place that's not of judgment, but it's of like, how can I help you be your best self and feel at home in your body and make wellness something that you are happy to explore instead of feels like just another item on the to do list. So, we will 100% make all of this information and how to contact you, um, as well as yours and other Boston Moms writers' articles about encouraging body positivity, available in the recap of this show on bostonmoms.com. Um, thank you so much, Darcel. Before we let you go, though, um, we ask this question of all of our guests. It's our favorite question to ask uh, to wrap up the show. We would love to hear. What are you loving about raising a family in Greater Boston right now?
2: So for me, I'm um, born and raised in mm-hmm. Boston. I grew up in Roxbury. I live in Hyde Park raising my daughter right now. So for me, it's always fun being able to take her to the things that I love doing when yeah. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom used to always take me to see, like, for instance, the the marathon mm-hmm. and so that's something I always do with her and she'll she'll go and you know she'll cheer on people and you know she'll point people out and she's like oh they're walking I'm like that's okay like keep here we, we need us the most like, Yeah, them? you know and so it's it's always fun being able to kind of live some of my childhood memories through her mm-hmm. um so that's what I, I I enjoy all the time and then also with her in particular she um is like a very active child like she's <laughs> running around all the time so we're looking for any outdoor structure mm-hmm. play spaces where she can just like go crazy and get all that energy out and just like climb up things and then i'm like you know give her a pat on the back and sometimes you know, <laughs> she wants us to climb up and i'm like oh, i'm the only adult up here <laughs> play with the other kids but um that's That's what we're enjoying right now. Going definitely to all the outdoor parks around in the city, and then just having her experience some of the things that I remember from my childhood.
1: Love it. That is so special.
0: Thank you to Darcel for joining us today and for encouraging us all to love our mom bods even during swimsuit season. We hope that you are feeling inspired to put on the swimsuit and make lots of sweet memories with your kids this summer. If you enjoyed this episode of the wicked good mom cast please consider subscribing and leaving us a positive review megan and i are taking a little break to enjoy our own families this summer so we will be back with a brand new episode of the wicked good mom cast in august until then remember you are a wicked good mom